That's what I said when I saw these commanders, too. <laughs> Just Prismatic Piper. I'm going to back a whole deck with it. You're going to be able to, because I'm going to open so goddamn many of them. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 214. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Never continue the arc of the good vibes by talking about all the commanders from Commander Legends. Now, hit our theme song! <laughs> Hey Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We are back. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. About the same stuff as the last show because we're recording it immediately after yesterday's program. Yes. Today we're going to get in to talk about all of the legendary creatures, asterisks, because we're going to skip some of them because <laughs> they're not... All of them, but we're going to skip a bunch of them. Well, they're not worth... Not, not that they're not worth talking about, but they're just... There's not much to say. Yeah. So... We'll get into that in a minute because we now have to thank our official sponsors, FusionGamingOnline.com. They're your stores for all your gaming needs. Very much so. Asterisk upon asterisk upon asterisk. There is plenty to say. We just don't have the time to do all of that stuff. Yeah, there's some things that are like, this goes in your plus one, plus one commander. Yeah, this is your art. This is your artifact commander in white. Cool. Might talk about her because she's got the same name as my wife, though. That's we, Rebecca. Yeah, you're... What's, what's, what's the full name? Let's get right into it here. Rebecca, Ar Architect of Ascension. That's neat. I wish she had dark hair. Maybe Alter of the Week, eh? Yeah, man. Yeah. Wait, doesn't she have dark hair? Is that just her? I think no, she got blonde hair. Oh, that's just her shirt. Yeah. Her shirt is black. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Oh, Rebecca wears black shirts sometimes. Let's do the first card right now before we do anything else. Okay. Let's do the first card right now because <laughs> I want right people to see our faces when we talk about the one card that they've ever printed. The first card in the history of Magic the Gathering that indicates to you you have got a dud pack if you're opening collector packs. Ooh. That is Prismatic Piper. It's going to pop up right in between us right now. It looks like a fucking dick with a face. Do you know And that, a halo do you, who's playing a goddamn flute. F this card all day long. And for every etched foil one that I open in my collector boxes, boxes, because of course, like an idiot, I bought more than one. I will mail them to you if you ask me to. I don't think they come in etched foil. I think they do. I think I read that somewhere. What I do know is they do appear in every draft booster. And I'm going to open zero of those, so I don't care. I do have a full draft booster box and a six-pack of pre-release packs. You will have 44 of them. <laughs> 44 of them, even though I got like 28 packs. <laughs> or whatever. Because I'm sure that they've replaced some commons as well. Because you really need... Prismatic Pipers, because they didn't print enough stuff with Partner for you to be able to just play all the cards you get. They yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I will say this. If you want your own boosties, packs, if you want 100 Prismatic Pipers even, like I'm going to back a whole deck with them, you can go to FusionGamingOnline.com. They're the official sponsors of CCO and the CCO YouTube page. You can go there. CCO Fusion 5 promo code is going to get you 5% off your Prismatic Pipers. So it'll be like... A portion of a U.S. cent. <laughs> yeah, we don't have pennies anymore. No. But they do down in the in the land of the free. In the land of the free. Freedom pennies. It's going to save you. The fact that this card is going to cost a quarter pisses me off. Yeah. It makes me, act it makes no, me it, actually... No, this angry. card will be worth so such a small amount of money. We've already spent too much time on it other than the, the, <laughs> the meme that it is because it's just going to be like, oh, here's fucking 100 cards. I'm going to grab 100 cards from my fucking blue pile. I'm going to name blue from Prismatic Piper today and it's going to be blue. 
right? Like that's going to be the meme build. You're going to see like fucking cube boxes and prismatic Piper partners. <laughs> and you're just going to be like, oh yeah, here's the blue section. Here's the green section. That's what I'm choosing today. That's what you're going to see with this. Terrible. And you're going to see me back a deck with it, with clear sleeves that I'll probably also get from fusiongamingonline.com. <laughs> so go there. Last thing about it, Black Friday's coming up right around when this oh, yeah. this releases. And I know that Fusion is going to do that. And you use the promo code on top of whatever sales, you can get the added 5% off the sale stuff. So go there, get max value. As gamers, I'm not sure we're getting max value for opening up packs that everyone contains a Prismatic Piper, but that's besides the point. You know, I said it because I was raging that it looks like a dick with a face, and now I can't unsee a dick with a face. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's even arched. It, yeah, it's arched like he's peeing around a corner. <laughs> Ryan Alter of the Week, every Thursday on our Facebook page. How come all of my altars are dicks and middle fingers to you? <laughs> well, say. everybody knows where they are. <laughs> <laughs> Should we jump right into it? We've got a lot, a lot of ground to cover today. Yeah, for sure. Last thing, at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando on Twitter. If you want to let us know your favorite commanders, are we right? Are we wrong? Did we miss anything? Don't forget, patreon.com slash CCO Podcast. Be part of the Discord. People are showing their pulls showing us their commander legends memes and we are doing like a sealed box deck build thing where we're building decks out of the product that we open all commander legends so lots of fun and we are going to v edh and we're going to v open flippy that shit so if that sounds like fun to you patreon.com check out the benefits become a patron help support the show agreed shall we jump directly into it with our second commander let's jump right into the dinks that can pee around the corners head first first one and we're idiots because this was released the day after we did our audric uh lunark marshall deck that was like abilities tribal oh yeah this is a chroma vision of ixador with her pokey stilt legs now you were telling me that in the story of a chroma she was saving somebody from a pit fight and they cut her legs off something like that she was injured and she was like a i don't know she looks like jehudi from zone of the enders and if you've ever played that you nope. know i'm right I've never played it. There are people out there who've played it, though, and they're going to look at this now and be like, yeah. Before I knew that, yeah. I thought that she just had real pointy shoes like that one ring wraith on Lord of the Rings, you know? And I thought, I thought how the was... fuck does she walk? I thought she was a bug. Like, did, was, <laughs> Has a chroma been a bug this whole time? Well, she was a morph creature. Her legs just didn't morph from those pokey bug legs. Is she things. an insect? <laughs> Shit. What does she do? She's an angel, 6-6 six, six for white, white, 5. Oh, my goodness. And she has flying first strike, vigilance, and trample. And at the beginning of each combat until end of turn, each other creature you control gets plus 1, plus 1 if it has flying, plus 1, plus 1 if it has first strike, and so on for double strike, death touch, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, protection, reach, trample, vigilance, and partner. And she also has partner. Wowzers. Holy crap. So, like, Audric Lunark Marshall on stilts and steroids. Yes. Cool. Very cool. I think that, I mean, what kind of deck does it go in? Obviously, it goes in one that does attacky things and have yeah. lots of abilities. And but this is a yeah. neat card. It's a great return of a really popular legend. Yes, which we're going to see more of, whether of you follow the story or not. These might be names that you recognize. Rad as fuck art. Yes, I'm not a huge Acroma fan, but I'm a huge Acroma art fan. Yes. And I really like this one. Yep. Even yep. if she doesn't have legs, and that kind of weirds me out. You know what? Because they're not even set up for, like, they're, they're lances, apparently. Like, they're set up all weird, so, like, she could kind of stand on them. It looks like she had really stumpy legs and skis. What if she's riding a horse? How does she joust? Like, with her legs, or does she carry a joust? 
Well, she, or a I, I assume she just flying. Oh, she yeah. just, she, she, she didn't need a horse. <laughs> but if she had one, the horse would get plus one. If it's um, if it's the that horse <laughs> that horse commander, right? It's got partner. Whenever your commander you control attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it. So okay, yeah. sure. I guess it doesn't have any other abilities. Let's just move on. Let's just we're, we're gonna skip some because they are partners. We know that there's like fifteen hundred combinations or whatever the number is between new and old. Now that we have all these new partners. I do want to say, like I said yesterday, this is a little bit of a course correction from where the original partners left us. The original partners let us do four color decks maximum, two color decks minimum. These new partners let us do two color decks maximum if you combine each other, three color decks if you combine them with old partners, or one color decks if you combine them with like each other at a minimum, right? So. The other thing is the old partners were so widely adopted and used and CEDH'd and blah, 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 because they were just generic value engines. It's like they didn't know what to do with them because they're four color and that's a harder design for, right? Yeah. Now that they, they know what they're being used for and how they're utilized and which ones are good, they've given us these new ones and they've given us like a certain build path with the one partner that's like, I don't want to call it marginal, but it's not as powerful as like, Thrasios's ability or Timna's ability, right? Yeah. Even Tana's ability. It's yeah. not as powerful as that, but it's very niche and you can build around it and make it powerful. Then you can combine it with like a supplemental commander, right? I think that what you, you'd you see from this is you've got one main partner and then kind of a supplemental one that does the secondary thing or the backup thing that your deck can do, right? You have the card that sort of makes your deck go and then you have a Chroma in there so you can just clean fucking house. Yes. Once you got some mana and you got yeah, a, yeah, a team yeah. built up, now you clean house. That's that's a good example. You're right. Okay. We've done a couple white ones. We've done Prismatic Fight Piper. Do you want to get into blue? Because there's some there's some gooders, isn't there? We have to talk about Rebecca. Oh, yeah, Rebecca. you are honor bound because this is your you, wife on a card. You built the card that looks like your wife. Yep. Because she had the, the hair. Yep. And now I gotta build. I gotta build Rebecca. Art Who's the partner? Who's it gonna be? You don't get a partner because then she would be t two timing you, Ryan. That's not how it goes. <laughs> two timing Rebecca, architect of <laughs> architect of fucking cheating. <laughs> well, maybe 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 her partner can be, and just from a family standpoint, she she can be bound to whatever card looks the most like my kid or reminds me most of my kid. You could paint a little baby on a prismatic piper. Well, yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah, there it yeah. is. I think I think my kid is capable of doing more than fucking prismatic. <laughs> Thanks, Brando. Rebecca, archetype, architect of ascension. For those of you who are curious, are a is a three four human artificer, white three artifacts you control have protection from each converted mana cost among artifacts you control. Now I think that it's it's great. It's going to be a control thing. It's like the artifact protection type thing. It it, it almost feels like. What's the what's the Hannah card where enchantments you control gain shroud, or artifacts you control gain shroud? Hannah's custody. Yes, artifacts yeah. you control gain shroud. It's like Hannah's custody, except it's on your commander. I think that's the name of it. We're not looking it up. Yeah, we're not going to bother looking it what up. What I was going to say is the blue card, Glacian Powerstone Engineer. I think Glacian and Rebecca are smashing because they have each other's flavor text in each other's cards. Ooh. Yeah, I think they're smashing. So maybe that's me. Doesn't look like me, but I mean, I could probably remedy that with a red Sharpie. Probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he's a 3-6 for blue 5. Tap X, tap him to tap X, 
untapped artifacts you control. Notice you're not targeting them in the in the cost, right? Yes. Look at the top X cards of your library. Put one of those cards into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So you mill and equal to artifacts you tap that have shroud because of Rebecca. So maybe that could be a thing. Maybe, yeah. I like I don't I don't think that it's a very interesting deck that's just kind of like you just power out a bunch of artifacts, then you mill your whole deck, and you use a Thassa's Oracle, and you win the game. There you go. There's the eh, deck. Cool. I did it for you. <laughs> Got it for you. Okay. What about what about the guy where you scry, but you draw instead? That's Elegeth? Crossroads Augur? That sounds like that should be a black card. It sounds like he should be the Crossroads Demon or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. He He's a Sphinx instead. He's a 5-6 with flying for blue-blue 4. If you would scry a number of cards, draw that many cards instead. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I I did a scryfall search. There's like 56 piece of shit, just generic draft common scry two for like 16 mana cards that all of a sudden become good. I like the one that it's, it's blue. I forget what it's called, but it's like scry one, then scry two, then scry three. Yes, 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 yes. And that like, lets you draw like six, six cards. Draw six. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. This card could be a cool gumball commander. I know the CCO Nation likes their gumball decks because the deck, like every card in the deck that isn't the commander costs 25 cents or less. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be one where you just play all those terrible shit fucking scry things right <laughs> there's creatures that enter the battlefield and scry you yeah, like well, there's Omen lots of artifacts or whatever there's tons of artifacts that scry yeah you. crystal ball oh yeah, yeah crystal ball is good i love a crystal ball what is it jar of eyeballs where you scry x where x is the number of cards is that a scry one i thought so i don't there's, think you scry on that one there is there's i'm sure there's a scry x somewhere oh well yeah who, somebody out there cares, knows it yeah. they're screaming it at the podcast right oh, now 100%. we're we're two idiots we don't know what's going on yeah i don't even know if sakashima of a thousand faces is any good but it's sure expensive give it a read sakashima of a thousand faces is a three one with partner for blue three it clones something when it comes into play something that we control something that we control and the legend rule doesn't apply to our permanent so it doesn't have the original Sakashima text of it keeps its name. Yep. It allows you to break the rule like clones do, and a legend rule doesn't apply. So you can clone other legends that you control. Yes. Ooh, this is an this is cool. This is neat, and because it has partner, it's copy number two of the other commander in your command zone. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't even think of yeah, that. Like I just could, thought about playing something cool and then copying it. I could put this in Tana, and now I have two Tanas. You could put it in Thrasios, now you have two Thrasioses. Ooh, Toothios. Yes. Thrasitois. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I think that's probably why this is, even with that Acroma we talked about earlier. You know what I mean? You can clone that Acroma, and now they're both giving themselves plus eight, plus eight at the beginning of combat. Oh, man, I love getting plus eight. Right? So I think that Sakashima, Sakashima the Imposter was a really, really good card, and this one, I don't think it's as good good maybe but it's still really powerful and i'll certainly play it instead of an i'll cut a, a clone of some kind and play sakashima of a thousand faces in a clone deck yeah and it has clones mana cost right you yep. think maybe it costs five because it does a couple more things but because they put it on a commander they put it at four which yeah. is like, I'll pretty cool i'll play it in brutaclad because i can clone brutaclad with it in a pinch and that's pretty cool yep 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 okay black Black. Falthus? Shadow Cat Familiar? There's familiars at Uncommon, right? There's a blue one. There's a black one. Is there a... Is there a... 
That's the horse. Yeah, that's the horse one. Well, this is the cat one. Commanders you control have menace and death touch. Ooh, and it has partner. It's a two-two for three. Love the picture. I like that too. And we didn't really talk about the first two. This is the one that I like because of the picture. And these are, like I said, the ones that are meant to kind of be your supplemental commander. The blue one, if if something targets your commander, it costs three more. The white one gives plus one counters. This one gives menace. It's cool. Now, the crazy hiccup in mm-hmm. the, the magic. Fi- I don't want to talk MTG Finance. That's not what we're about here. But this card was worth like eight bucks when I went through my price list. Really? Yeah. Can't be that. I, I'm sure that that was like a, a weird glitch or a weird hiccup. Was it a full art one or a foil? No, just something? regular. Like a regular this was $8. There's no way that's, there's no way that that's true. But I mean. No, not once people start cl- cracking collector boosters yeah, and drive yeah. the price of everything down, right? But Menace and Death Touch are, are good abilities to have on your commander. Yes. They are. They're very good. I can think of lots of commanders. I was, God damn it, I wish these things had evasion or Death Touch. Yeah, Death Touch is awesome. I like that. And Death Touch is a form of evasion if you're not like swinging for the fences, right? Like if you're if you're attacking with your commander with Death Touch for like three or four, yeah. And people might stick something big in front of it to kill your commander. Well, not anymore. They won't. They'll just take four, even yeah. if it's commander damage. Yeah. So this one might, with Menace and Death Touch, might mean more commanders are coming through. And then if you if your deck can prioritize pump spells or fit a few in, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm at 16 commander because I got attacked four times. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, pump spell, you're dead. <laughs> right? Like, that could be a thing. Yeah. Next one, just because of the art, Keskit, the Flesh Sculptor. This is a traditional old school from, like, back in the day before we went to New Phyrexia and Mirrodin. This is an old school Phyrexian. Love the body shape, love the art, love the flavor text. Perfection is elusive. Let's try again. Ooh. One three for black two. Sack three other artifacts and or creatures. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put two of them into your hand and the other into your other hand. AKA graveyard. Yes. Cool. We've got some elf ones that are probably going to go into Gak Ball. We've got Singer the Dark Baron, classic old school commander or old school character. Tormod finally gets a card. Yeah, I'm pumped about that actually. Just to see Tormond. I'm not I'm not sure if I'm gonna play him in anything. No, he is a but... zombie and a wizard, so that is important. And whenever one or more cards leaves your graveyard, create a two-two tap zo- black zombie creature token. Maybe I could put him in uh Gissa, zombie tribal. You could. That yes, because she takes stuff out of your graveyard, doesn't she? No, but I have lots of stuff in there. Yes, yes, yes. Stuff on my grave. Yeah, the only thing, the only miss is when you Tormod's Crypt yourself, because of course you're fucking going to, you only get one zombie. Terrible. Yeah, whenever one or more cards. So just remember that. I do like, I do like the art though. It looks pretty uh, 90s kind of skeleton warriors cartoon style, right? I'm into that. Uh, I'm into that. And I'm into, I'm into that card in general, even though the power level is, yeah. Not quite there for me to to build. I don't think I'd build it as a deck, but I'll, it'll certainly find its way into the 99 of, of one of my decks. Yeah. Cool. All right. Red. And listen, it's, oh, dude, this one is secretly powerful. This is Elena Kessig Trapper. This is one of the original ones that was spoiled, and we're finally talking about a 4-3 human scout. Red, 4, first strike. Tap, add an amount of red equal to the greatest power among creatures you control that entered the battlefield this turn. So if you're playing something that has really low mana cost but really high power, Phyrexian Dreadnought, Phyrexian Soul Gorger, Lupine Prototype. Ball Lightning. Ball Lightning, yes. If you could pair this with a green one then you or a black one, then you can play like the, the 
Blightning Ball Lightning. Blightning Skelemental? Lightning Skelemental? Lightning Skelemental. Groundbreaker. Yeah. Right? Here's the here's the kicker with this, and this is something that I noticed with it right away, and I was like, ooh, this is fun. If you play this in something that's really low to the ground, low power, like goblins or something, yes. but let's say you have a goblin pile driver, ooh. and that goblin pile driver came in to play that turn and has haste and it attacks, and you know, before it was a 1-2, now it's a 12-2. Yes. Now you can tap Greatest it Greatest power among creatures that entered the battlefield this turn. Not power when they entered the battlefield. Yeah, it's power now as long as they came in sometime this turn. So yes. you could pump them, you can do whatever you want to them, and then tap to get all that mana back. Yes, yes, yes. I like that one. So like if you're playing, she would go really good in a like a Xenogod list. Oh, right? yeah. Like you play a dude, double its power, make a bunch of mana, do something. You know what I mean? Like it's She's cool. I like her. Yeah, that is a gooder. Yeah, that is, you next leveled me. I thought I was I thought I was getting there with like the, the jank shit that nobody fucking plays, and then you got there with like actual stuff that people do play. That's <laughs> that's proven to be good. <laughs> I like what I said better. <laughs> I just want to play Phyrexian Soul Gorger somewhere. It's a nine nine for three, man. Just play Leveler instead. It's way better. Oh, right? Leveler! Oh, Eater of Days <laughs> enters the battlefield. Skip your next two fucking turns. <laughs> and partner it with Blue and just play Stifle. You can play Leveler in that deck too. Fuck, you can play all the stuff if you partner it with something blue. You can play Trick Bind and Stifle, and you can stifle those abilities if you don't want an Elena them. Ooh. You can Elena and Stifle. Fuck, let's do it both. The future's now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is another one people are talking about. This is Dargo the Shipwrecker. He's a giant. He's stuck on an island. Every time he tries to like get saved, he just sinks the ship because he's too damn big. What a jerk. He's a little pirate well, He doesn't on. mean to. He's just got a... No, nah, he means to. Look at his face. He's just big. Look at his face. What does he do? As an additional cost to cast this spell, you may sacrifice any number of artifacts and or creatures. This spell costs two less to cast for each artifact or thing sacrificed this way. And it costs two less for each thing you've sacked this turn. Oh, oh, did that, is that what I said? Yeah, it cost, like, for oh, each, oh. each thing you sack makes it cost two less, and it costs two less for each thing that you have sacked this Just turn. randomly. Yeah. 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 Oh, so if you've got sack engines, you sack a bunch, and then as an additional cost, you can sack shit and make them cost less. Yeah. So he's a seven five for trampler for one. Yeah. So you would apply that to commander tax too. Remember? Yes. Yeah. That is cool. So that's fine, I guess. I don't know. Well, it, you know what? Again, this is this is this opens up some opportunity for us to play some jank, weird sacrifice things in red that we might not have been able to like it, it used to just be treasures and artifacts and get them back with the ready and do the uh, the, the artifact ball fucking goblin welder thing sure now it's like no i'm gonna play some fucking weird shit in some partner deck and i'm gonna play this seven power guy for one and just beat your ass to death you could partner him with Kedis Emberclaw familiar. This is a, this is a cool I, one. I like this one. I, for a while, I wanted to put her in in Tana until I realized that it, this it is the red familiar, right? Yeah. Yes. It, yes, it yes. doesn't do what I want it to do. It's a one one for red one. Whenever a commander you control deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to each other opponent. Yeah. Now in my head, I'm like, oh wait, that means I can swing in with Tana, do however much, but then it hits the other two people, and then I get all those sapperlings. But but I don't. Apparently. Whenever a commander you control deals combat damage to an opponent it deals that much damage to each other opponent that other damage it's doing is not combat damage so tana will not get me more sapperlings therefore caddis will not be partnered with my tana tana gives you sapperlings based on combat damage dealt mm -hmm. yeah like swords do yes yeah and this deals non-combat damage uh f u lenny 
of the CCO Dude Bros and CCO Discord said he's going to put this in five colors Zada because he plays lots of pump effects and he can just pump, 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 pump his whole team. Zada will get like plus 10. He'll swing in because he'll make it unblockable or flying because he's playing all colors. It'll deal 10 to the player that it's attacking. Then everybody else will deal, get 10 So he's like, this kind of acts on your pump turn, your pump and attack turn. It kind of acts like a two mana crater hoof if you've got the other pump spells. I dig that. I yeah. like that. He's yeah, because you're getting 10 or 12 more damage out of your Zada to the other three players. And if you've done 30 already... Nothing wrong with that. Another 10 is going to kill everybody. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a cool one. Okay, here's your boy. Crark the Thumbless. And this guy is actually... People are talking about this card in, like, Legacy and shit. <laughs> this is a real fucking card. Red one for a 2-2 Goblin Wizard. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, return that spell to its owner's hand. If you win the flip, copy that spell, and you may choose new targets for it. Holy shit. And it has partner. Let's... Let's not beat around the bush here. It has fucking partner. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know if that's why it's seeing legacy play. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> but for our purposes, you're not just playing it in red. You're not doubling your burn spells. You're not doubling your gonna kill everything anyway spells. You're doubling your tutor spells and your draw spells and your ramp spells and all those other spells. Fuck that. You're doubling all of the zero cast instants and sorceries. Or you're bouncing them back to your hand so you can play them again. And again, and again, and again, as long as you can win coin flips. Or or lose coin flips in this case. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah I suppose, <laughs> depending on where <laughs> depending you want. Depending on what right? you're trying to do. And you can partner it with a color, let's say black, that lets you play stuff like Yogmoth's Will or other things that you can cast stuff out of your graveyard. Maybe you can play this with Underworld Breach and you can play them from your graveyard over and over and over and over again, increasing storm count. Storm count, baby, because I'm going to bounce this shit to my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and it still counts as casting them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this card is ridiculous. Crark the Thumbless is very good. You know what? We've we've got a an echelon of red guys all in a row. We had Dargo, Kedis, Crark. How about Rogrock? Rogrock, son of Rogak, is a zero one. I wonder if he knows Hogak. Definitely does. Rogue. Okay, can I go Hogak and Rogak? He can't. He can't partner him. Zero one, partner. First strike menace trample. Sick. How, how much can we get for fucking zero mana and a card? <laughs> not even a card. It's in the command zone. It's not even for a card. You get a first strike menacing to, trampler. You get to keep a free. card out of your deck. Therefore, remember, we're deck thinning in CCO yeah. Nation by playing a second <laughs> commander, right? And all you all of that for the low, low cost of nothing. Man. Wowee. This is such a cool card. It's a zero <laughs> drop commander. Who knew? The, straight into Zada. Of course. And, uh, do I do I cut something that costs mana or do I cut a kobold that I'm already playing? Yes. Well, you cut a... You, <laughs> That's not what I asked. <laughs> well, it depends what you want to do, but you, if you're not going to cut a card that costs mana, you obviously cut a kobold because this is better than all of the kobolds. Oh, man. Because it so has cool. menace and first strike and trample. Fucking cool one, hey? That's insane. 
And yeah, there's all sorts of dirty little tricks you can do with it. You can discover those on your own, but do not well, underestimate well, this maybe card. We'll talk about one of those dirty little tricks when we hit the Planeswalker section. Yeah. We, you and I were talking about this. Now, if those four commanders weren't cool enough and, and interesting and funny enough, give us a read of Toggle Goblin Weaponsmith. Now, this might be one of my favorite cards ever printed. This guy gives us the ability to just play a fucking rock token. Yes. Oh, man. And I, I love the picture. I like the name. I like the picture. You like I want the ability. Say, I like the ability. This card is so awesome. It's a 2-2 two -two for red 2. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a colorless equipment artifact token named Rock. And that token has equipped creature has one tap sacrifice rock. This creature shocks something, and it has equip one. Sacrifice rock. <laughs> so he makes rocks, and then he holds them up to the sky to be blessed by the gods. And then, then he some... fucking throws them right at your head. Yeah, and he throws it at you. You ever see that episode of that? <laughs> He's a weaponsmith. <laughs> yeah. He is the most revered weapon creator of his people. And he just bends down and picks up the rock. Right? It's so awesome. Oh, I love this card. Oh, that is a gooder. Oh. Does it go in Brutaclad 7 Dwarves so you can make all your tokens into rocks? <laughs> <laughs> Destroy all creatures? Joke's on you. Make them all fucking rocks. I, I am going to point out, yes, it goes in Brutaclad because it makes rock tokens for free, Ryan. Oh, man. So good. And those rock tokens are removal spells. So you goddamn right they go in there. Man, he just throws rocks at anybody. He is indiscriminate. Should also take the time to note that in addition to having amazing art and a really cool ability, this guy actually is exceptionally powerful in your Equipment Matters, probably Boros commander deck. Yes. I think that there's a lot of play to these partners with the original partners or with each other that's like all the way casual, like I was saying at the top of the show, all the way to really powerful where Toggle is going to make it so you can equip and attack and draw a card for each equipment, for example, right? And draw you lots of cards in red. Yeah, like we we laugh and say, oh, they're rock tokens, they're funny, but eventually you're going to be equip attacking with an equipped commander with like eight rocks on it, and you're going to draw eight cards. Yeah, or a team of guys that all have vigilance because they're equipped. Yeah. And then you're going to fucking draw eight cards, and then you're going to throw all those rocks at once <laughs> at one dude. <laughs> <laughs> like a hecaton cherise. Shout out to my Greek myth homies. Wow. Hecatontries are creatures that have a hundred arms, and when Zeus overthrew the Titans to become king of the gods, he what? enlisted the Hecatontries to help him, and the Hecatontries just threw rocks at him until they were all in like a like a, a group. And the Hecatontries all like hugged each other around the Titans and fused into a big cage. And that's why the Titans don't come out. Except for Kronos, who he made crawl through the desert forever with a temple strapped to his back. Wow. I don't know why I know that. That's a that's a very strange thing for me to know. On to green. On to green. The familiar. If you control your commander, your shit has indestructible. I really like that picture. I like the picture. I like that picture a lot. I like having indestructy. I like that too. That is a good one. I like those little familiars, hey? If you're playing partners and you don't care about the other partner, play a familiar. They give you access to whatever the fuck color you want, and they give you some... Like we've said uh, five times now. Yeah. like More than marginal benefit. More than marginal benefit or increased benefit if you're playing plus one synergies like the white one gives you. Agreed. Yeah, I like it. Okay. 
Do I play this in my Hogak Elf Ball Gak Ball deck? Galan Galanra? Collar of Wirewood. Ooh. Really? Throwback to the the Odyssey <coughs> onslaught blocks with a lot of these cards. Wirewood, that's the forest there. This is a 1-2 Elf Druid for green 2. Tap, add green. When you spend this mana to cast a thing with CMC 6 or greater, draw a card. Cool card. That is very cool. That's a cool card. Now, note, you add green and you can use it for anything. Yes. Right? I wish it was tap, draw a card. You can use a green to cast something bigger. But, but if it said tap, draw a card on it, it wouldn't cost three. Oh, and yeah. It you know what? I like? It'd still be green, though. I, I do. Yeah, fucking green. <laughs> I do like tap to add green, though. I do like that. I, I enjoy that as well. I think it's a cool card. I think it's going to have a yeah. place in any deck that plays... Lots of, I mean, it is three, so, but what, you know. Oh, but. yeah, unplayable mana dork, you're right. But that being said, if we're turning back to the three drops are good at mana production slot, and it's incentivizing you heavily with draw card to play six drops or greater. Shit, that's yeah. That's the course correction I'm talking about, I right? I like it, yeah. I like that. You know what's even cooler? You, you, you play, you use that green to play like a Soul of the Harvest, or the Primordial Sage, whenever you cast a creature, draw a card. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's that effect is available on Guardian Project and Beast uh, Beast Whisperer at, like, four mana or whatever. But fuck it. Play the six-drop ones. Play the six-drop ones because they beat in harder. Yeah. Your six-drops are awesome. You ever played a six-drop, right? Yeah, you're greening harder. You're drawing the same cards, and you're drawing extra cards off your Galanra. And we're going to talk about a couple of six-drops coming up here in a minute that... Maybe you could play with your Galanra. Maybe. Well, let's talk about an eight drop first. F your sure. favorite your favorite card in the set? Uh, it's, Front runner? Top it, five? It's up there. Top this is, five. This is a card I really, really like. I wanted to put it in there with Tana. Yep. And speaking of throwback to Onslaught and Odyssey oh, blocks, right? Shit. Yeah, this is dude, all the way deepest cut. I, I didn't put it in Tana. I'm not going to put him in Tana because I feel I don't like that win more stuff. Where like mm. you just see it. Right in my command zone. There it is. Yeah. That's what Brando's doing. Awesome. Of course, we're talking about... Kamal, Heart of Carosa, 5-5, five, five, Human Druid, Green Green 6. Oh, baby. What's he, what's he do for fucking 8? Let me tell you. At the beginning of combat on your turn, overrun. That means creatures you control get plus three, plus three, that, and trample. That used to cost six, and then another five on the original... Well, I guess the second Kamal. Yeah. But Kamal the Fister. Kamal Fister of Krosa. But uh, now it's just free. Now it's free. Yeah, now Fuck it's free. it. Well, after you spend eight, which is still less than six plus five. And you still get it the turn that you play them, as long as you play them on your first main phase. Oh, wow. We don't play cards on our first main phase, Brandle. That's what bad players do. We only play stuff on our second main phase or our opponent's turn. <laughs> oh, what wait. We're playing green. What else does he do, Ryan? I oh, know. Green's the new blue. I stand by what I said. <laughs> what? Because you might think, wow, that's really good. That's super powerful. That's worth eight. Well, let me tell you, because there's more on the card. One, he has partner. Two, he has green one until end of turn. Target land you control becomes a 1-1 one, one elemental creature with vigilance, indestructible, and haste that's still a land. So he still animates lands, but this time for the cost of one generic mana over the green, which it was originally from the Fister, you get vig, indestructible, and haste. Wow. Woo. So you can attack with it, and it's not going to die. And then you can still use it for mana post-combat. Yep. And they still can't kill it. You you will attack for trampling four with all your remaining land. And then just 
do whatever you're going to do anyway. You swing with your goddamn land base every <laughs> turn for free with virtually no consequences. Yeah, and this, then you play your turn on turn on your second main phase. Traditionally, you would use your like all your mana dorks to get pumped, right? But now you use your mana dorks to turn your land into creatures because they get indestructible and vigilance, and then you can still use them. Yeah, you make your lands indestructible. That is fucking. That good. is really that really is good. Cool. And and check out his ripply, muscly arm holding that big ass. That's the Murari sword. The Murari's in that sword. Well, the fact that he's jacked as hell just has not been lost on me. Yeah. No. I do want to talk about Kadama of the East Tree real fast. Oh, Combo City, baby. Combo City, especially if you're playing this plus any landfall ability, any landfall ability and a Ravnica bounce land yes. is an infinite whatever. Yeah. It's infinite damage, infinite creatures, infinite whatever. Kadama of the East Tree is very powerful. It's very green. Which I hate to say that because it sounds like it's a burn. But yeah, because the the Ravnica land you bounce itself, but then the Kadama abilities puts you the, just, you just the stack them yeah, accordingly, and you just, and you, you, you you play the same thing over and over and over again, and you landfall into oblivion. Yes. Yeah. So w what does Kadama of the East Tree do? It's a six six for green green four with reach. Whenever another permanent enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't put onto the battlefield with this ability, you may put a permanent card with equal or lesser converted mana cost from your hand into play. This thing does so much stuff. It works on lands, if and you, it's equal to or less than. Usually, it's just less land, and it's, it's like it's like it should work like Cascade. So, if you had a mitt full of land, you could go like land, get another land, land, get another land, land, get another land. If you're playing Omnath, you can go land, get a creature, land. Like it's Kodama of the East Tree is going to produce some absolutely ridiculous board states. I don't think it's broken or terrible or whatever. No, I think it's got six. I think it's a lot of fun and I'm I'm really excited to see what people do with it. Like I, I'm I'm excited to see Kodama of the East Tree builds because I know they're all gonna kinda do the same thing. Yeah. But I still want to see them. I want to see the casual seven out of ten Kodama. You know builds. what's you know what's cool too is it has partner. If it was just mono green it would be like eh fine. You know, whatever. But because it has partner, you're gonna see the the Kadama and black, Kadama and red black, Kadama and green or Kadama and blue white. You know what I mean? You're gonna see all these different iterations. And granted, it's gonna all kind of do the same thing, but it's gonna do it in different colors where you're trying to replicate a certain kind of effect, which is probably draw your whole deck or probably make your opponent's life equal zero. Yes. You're, there's gonna be so many different permutations of of combo with Kadama. And at six, I think it's probably fine. I think it's the only the only trouble I f I see with that is it's got six toughness. Yeah. So traditional red removal is going to be a little bit of a stretch to get him, right? Or, or, but I mean, Blasphemous Act is the biggest red removal that's going to get him. Yeah. All the wrath effects in white and black get him. Blue can bounce him at instant speed. Like there's other colors that have ways to deal with it. So yeah. I I think it's a cool card. If it was an elemental, I'd probably play it in Omnath, but it's not. So. I just think he's cool. I'm excited to see what he comes from. I also really like the picture. He's all made he's, out of vines and shit. He's like a shit. squiggly tree with like the weird red face, and there's some like little sperm guys flying around him. Yeah, hey, question, question, question. Like fast zombie or slow zombie, right? Does Kadama of the East Tree, does he move fast or move slow? And okay. what's what's funnier? He moves slow, and it's very funny to watch. You, you is it, is it funnier if he moves fast, like like a bunch of fucking vines flapping, like a hose with water coming out? <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably moves like that, but he like 
locom his locomotion is very slow. Oh, moving good, forward. good, good word. Like if you were laughing at him, he would he wouldn't catch you. <laughs> yeah, but his all of his limbs would just be flailing real if, fast. If you were within the reach of his arms, you'd be in trouble. But if you're <laughs> not, you could say all sorts of bad things about his mom. Oh man. Okay. Speaking of saying bad things about somebody's mama, how about slurk all ingesting? Oh, sh- this I is wish- the last green commandy. I wish that there was black in this card. I wish it was green black. He so got partner, dude. Much. He got I partner. Know, but there's no black oozes with partner. They all have to be oozes. We'll just play the familiar slurk and that cat. Oh, slurk and the cat. Slurk and the cat. Sold. <laughs> we have an ooze tribal deck. Sweet. Slurk all ingesting enters the battlefield with five plus one plus one counters on it. Whenever Slurk or another creature you control dies, if it had a plus one plus one counter on it, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control that has a plus one plus one counter on it. It is a zero zero four six. Slurk. Slurk. Ooze tribal baby. Get slurked. Now, we skipped over a bunch of the elf commanders of the tribal that are going in Gakball, but we are not skipping over Abomination of Llanowar. It's got Llanowar in it, my favorite forest in magic. It's got the word abomination in it, one of my favorite words in magic. One of my favorite words, period. Yeah, vigilance, (laughs) menace, therefore you don't even know what the fuck it does. I don't even know what this card does. Star, star for green, black, one, vig, menace, can only be blocked by two or more creatures, doesn't have to tap to attack. Thank you. Abomination of Llanowar's power and toughness, each equal to the number of elves you control, plus the number of elves in your graveyard. Gakball is going to make this card big, and flavor text, run! <laughs> Screamed the li- the living mouths, come, cried the dead ones. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a fucking cool ass card. It's an a- actual elf ball, Is says everybody, myself included. It's an elf ball. Ha ha ha! Interesting and deep cut altar you could make on this. This isn't even a funny one. Oh, no oh. penises, no middle fingers. You could paint Dante there instead of that oh, little hood guy. Yeah. And it'd be like when he goes through the for- the forest of tortured souls in Dante's yeah. Inferno, right? That'd be neat because that's what that reminded me of when I saw it the first time. It looked kind of like a tree because it goes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the arms and stuff. That's kind of the video game interpretation of Dante, right? Hey, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And that'd like be cool. It. I played that game. Wow. I know. I, I actually knew that. I remember I, that. I read the book, too. There should be a movie of that. That isn't Inferno by Dan Brown, which is a fine movie, but... But it's not The Inferno. Also, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, you know, you you know read... what? You know what? When I, when I was working for, for the company I worked for, and I used to hire construction workers by the thousands, literally, <laughs> we hired a guy one time named Michael Jackson. We hired that guy. Shit, yeah. We hired a guy named Robert Langdon, huh. the main character from Dan Brown's, like... Yeah. Universe from Da Vinci Code, right? So uh, I'm doing his paperwork and I didn't read his name. I just grabbed his hire on package and da 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 da. I'm looking at his paperwork, making sure it's all fucking signed up and shit. And I like read his name then so I could like say, hey, thanks, whoever you are, when I look up from like the table I was sitting at. And his name was Robert Langdon. <laughs> like, thanks. Hey, you're Robert Langdon, like Da Vinci Code. He's like, what? <laughs> Motherfucking ass. I made a movie reference. You didn't get it. Fuck. And he was young, too. To be fair, I've never read those books or seen those movies. What? Yeah. Da Vinci Code, super good. D- super secret inside the world of Brando. I don't like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, super good. Don't like him. Man, you have to fucking check your attitude at the door, mister. Like, if I met him, I'd be like, yo, Mr. Hanks, this is really cool to meet you. You're you're a very talented human being. I don't appreciate your work, but lots of other people do, so I appreciate you. Yeah. That's how that would go. He's good shit. Yeah. I know he can cry and talk to a volleyball. That's yes. fun. I can do that. He can do Woody. I cry and talk to a volleyball all the time. Oh, yeah. Every day. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I do in the morning. Mm-hmm. Roll overs, get my volleyball it's out. It's not the just... CCO movie fucking thing that you, you claim. You just read <laughs> internet reviews while crying and talking to your volleyball. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, hey, so I watched this movie this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moving on. Now we move on to, should we talk about our Arou Me of the Dead Tide? There are so many good ass gold creatures. How do we do this? We're going to have to... Pick up the pace. Okay. Arami the Dead Tide. Is this the one that gives things encore? This is the one that gives things encore. Merfolk Wizard, good creature types, three drop, one, four. Exile cards from your graveyard equal to the number of opponents you have. Target creature card in your graveyard gains encore. So you just give encore to Grey Merchant of Asvel or Massacre Worm or I don't know. What does Blue have that's really good like that? Yes. Yes. Gary, Massacre Worm. Grave Titan, Worm Coil Engine. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You, what's what's the guy that bounces all things equal to the number of islands you control? You only need one of those. Oh though. yeah, that's right. Yeah, you don't need well, name your big Kraken Leviathan thing that's going to hit somebody for fucking ten. Yeah, just you get them, you do it. Of course, Encore is you in this particular case. You pay the cost of the creature in your graveyard. You get a copy of it that for each opponent you have. Yes, and they gain haste and they get removed from the game at the end of turn. But you swing in with them, cool. I think that this is one of those creatures that we're going to talk about more more about Encore later. But I think that it's cool. I'm glad that it's in black-blue and has nothing to do with green. Yes. I'm glad that you can't put green in here with a partner. I, yes. I think that this card is really, really powerful. This is a good-ass card. Or it could just be pretty good based on how you build it. And I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Slight correction. You exile the creature that has Encore... The tokens get sacrificed. Oh. So sacrificing is important. You only get to encore something once. So that thing's getting exiled unless you pull from Eternity or Rift Sweeper or something like that, right? right? But you can't. You sacrifice the things, which is kind of important because they are going to hit the graveyard. They're going to trigger stuff, right? Yes. Yep, In yep, black, yep. that's a big thing. Do you want to talk about Arkelos Lagoon Mystic? I like him. That is the tortoise to the Quain itinerant meddler that is the hair so one makes you go slow because he's going to tap your shit one is going to give your opponents like um each player gets to draw a card and gain a life that is the tort the, the hair the tortoise and the hair the tortoise yeah. in this case does win the race i think because the tortoise is better than the hair the that- tortoise is going to slow things down to a very slow race because life is not a race ryan yeah and he's in the colors that can manage the board effectively, can control the game effectively, can draw cards effectively, what have you. Let's read what he does. Sure. Arkelos Lagoon Mystic is a 2-4 Turtle Shaman for blue, green, black, one. As long as it is untapped, other permanents enter the battlefield. As long as it's tapped, other permanents come into play tapped. As long as it's untapped, other permanents enter the battlefield untapped. So if... If it's tapped, everything's tapped. If it's untapped, everything else is untapped. Yes. So we can just control whether it's tapped or untapped. So our shit isn't tapped, their shit is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Amareth the Lustrous, that that crystal dragon with with the Northern Lights is powerful. Just build your deck accordingly so you can keep putting the same kind of permanent in. 
Averna the Chaos Bloom is a teamer deck. And you know me, I like my teamer. I like this one. I might build this. I like this. I might. As you cascade, you may put a land card from among exiled cards onto the battlefield tapped. So if you cascade and you pass a land, it just goes into play. You keep cascading until you get your thing. Yes. I think that's neat. Cascade.deck. And isn't there another card that you can... There's something about cascade. Your six drops gain cascade or some shit, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Belby, that's another beloved character. Bel Borka solved his own murder when he was a ghost. That's fucking cool. He that's... bought a life insurance policy from Orzov, and then when he didn't die of natural deaths, like you pay Orzov a bunch of money. If you just die of natural death, they just take your money and you go to the afterlife. But their life insurance policies include a clause that if you get fucking murdered, you come back as a ghost. You can fucking oh, haunt them or whatever, right? That is awesome. He solves his own murder. I want that life insurance policy. Yeah, cool. God damn, where do I sign up for that? Ravnica. Oh. Some church in Orzov oh, well, town. It. Blim, comedic genius. This is a this is another Ravnica guy. He lets you give shit away, and then your opponents get bad thing to happen to them, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Kalfner, the last you. It's good. Glenn. It's Gen, but Glenn. Yeah. Not, a, not a big fan of that art. but I guess Mardu enchantments is a thing. That's a thing that we don't have. Sure, white, but black and red give you some options now that we didn't have before. Sure. Gore Muldrak, the salamander guy. I don't know. I think that that was just them am I, saying... Am I drawing straws? Am I reaching? I think you're reaching. I, I've seen it a couple of times on Twitter, and this card, I think, and this is going to sound like Cynical Brando... Is just wizards being no. See, Simic can do other things besides just win the game. Oh yeah. See, look at we're doing something fun. Look look at this thing. Fuck you. (laughs) Nobody's gonna play this piece of draft shit. It's gonna be it's gonna be a meme thing, or it's gonna be a a draft thing. Yeah. It's gonna have all the shapeshifters in it, and fuck this. Yeah. Maybe we'll see salamanders moving forward, though. Maybe it's the start of a new tribe. Probably not, but maybe. Yeah, probably not at all. Okay. Oh, here's the Cascade one. This is Emoti Celebrant of Bounties. Did I say all those words right? Yes, the Not Snake Druid. Yes, 3-1 for Simic and 3, or blue-green 3, Cascade. Spells with converted mana cost have Cascade. A 6 or greater have Cascade. Neat. So, remember, multiple instances of Cascade are redundant. So if we cast our Maelstrom Wanderer, because we're actually playing Emoti in the... Averna deck, it's going to have Cascade, Cascade, Cascade. Neat. Yeah, if we cast that Devastator Idiot or whatever, Cascade, 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 Cascade. Pentascade. Pentascade, and we can get a land with Averna. Wouldn't you get five land? Because each, each yes, one resolves. Yes, fucking would. God dang. Yeah, man. That's, <laughs> yeah, that that's is cool, shit. man. Okay. What about He-Man? He-Man? He-Man. Oh, Jared Cath. G- Catharlian True Air is a Naya commander, 3-3 for for Naya. When it enters the battlefield, target opponent becomes the monarch, and you can't become the monarch this turn. If damage would be dealt to it while you're the monarch, prevent that damage and put that many plus one, plus one counters on it. He's getting buff. He's buffed the stuff. He's getting swole as hell. I like that. I think that's a neat. It's. I mean, it's another Naya thing where you get a big dude and you swing in with it. Well, that's fine, but because it introduces the monarch and it's a three-drop commander with three power. Yeah, not terrible. It's a cool creature. It's got rad art. It does a cool thing. And an old-school character from way back in Magic comics or novels. Like, remember when we did the uh, the the Planeswalker War or whatever? Oh yeah. Yeah, Jared Car- Carthalian was one. I've only ever said that word in my head. 
he was one of the characters. He fell in love with a planeswalker and she fucking died. And then he was all sad. Yeah, and then and he died he, or some shit. And now he's a fucking He-Man. Yes. Because there's no way that's not He-Man. Also, altars on our Facebook page <laughs> every Thursday. <laughs> well, well, maybe He-Man will make an appearance. How about Hamza? Way back Vegas 2018, me and Dana Roach were specking on elephant graveyards hard. Now we've got an elephant commandy. <laughs> <laughs> this creature costs one le- Or this spell, Hamza, guardian of Arashin, 5-5 five, five for 6 uh, one of which is green, one of which is white. Costs one less for each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Creature spells you cast cost one less to cast for each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. That's Elphamar. Elephantmar. Anaphant. You know. No, it's not working. Jiri, Master of Review. This guy is Fling.Commander, right? Whenever you sacrifice a permanent, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. When it dies, it deals damage equal to its power to something. Yeah, that's 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 good, isn't it? It's okay. That's good. Okay, we've covered the tortoise. We there's a there's another unicorn that gives plus ones at the thing. Kanji Sky Warden is a is like a throwback to Kanji Airy Keeper or Kangi, as some people say. Okay, we quick hit a few. We got a couple other ones we gotta go deep on, then we got some planeswalkers. Let's start with uh Chris Von Doom wanted to build this guy, then then backed off because he thought it wouldn't be very much fun. Nevenrol Nev, Urborg Tyrant. Yeah, Nevenral? Uh, never heard of him. <laughs> so this me. is Grixis aligned, or sorry, Esper aligned dude. Esper in three, three, six, zombie wizard. Hexproof from artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. Jesus. Wow, okay. You can get him with instants and sorceries. Sure. Enters a battlefield, create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token for each creature that died this turn. Each creature... That died this turn. Yeah. Ooh, okay. When he dies, you may pay one. When you do, destroy all artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. So we all know that's Nevenril's disc. This is the creature that goes along with the disc. Okay, fine. We know that he enters the battlefield. You get a bunch of shit. You kill everything, get a bunch of shit when he enters the battlefield, and then you dust him to a sack outlet, and you kill all that stuff. You cast him again, and you get all that stuff. So it's big mana, kind of Esper control deck. There's probably combos where you can loop him in and out, right? He'd go... Does he just go infinite with a Phyrexian altar? Probably. I think he does. If you have enough zombies, and you can continue to pay the commander tax. Well, you would be able to, because first you'd get... Let's just say... Let's just say you pay it with six zombies. You sack six creatures... To just play him the first time, then you sack him, you'd get six And pay one. Yeah, and then you pay the one, and then the next time you get 12 zombies, and then you get 24 zombies. Oh, yeah, probably you would, yeah. Right? Like, there we we broke him. Broke him wide open with one broken card. Yeah. The card that breaks every sack outlet card. Yeah, the card that that I need to foil one of, and it's over $200 right now. Mm. Stop giving people ideas, (laughs) gal dang. (laughs) But I think Nev is... I think he'd be a tricky casual commander which is why I, von doom backed off of him yep just because nev's disc is something that nobody it's got that aura w- about it right yeah like it, it's a fine card and you can play it but having one in the command zone that you can play over and over and over again is no i, I don't i hate using the word problematic but it's one of those things where people are gonna look at it and go oh damn it you yeah. know yeah yeah i think i think nev urborg tyrant would have that kind of that stigma of oh my god he's gonna sack it infinitely kill everything constantly control deck and if you're not doing that like Zur, if you're mm-hmm. not doing necropotence draw your whole deck type stuff they're going to assume you are until you've demonstrated 
culturally that you're not. Yeah, you got to eat shit with sprinkles until for people a long believe time, you. right? Yeah. So and, like, if you're gonna do that thing, you might as well just do it all in. It's kind of like playing Hermit Druid with like lots of basics in your deck. People think that you're just gonna kill them with Hermit Druid like right now. Yeah. And if you don't, then why the fuck are you just wasting a card? Yeah. Why are you wasting your commander slot in your Nev disc or your Nev Urborg Tyrant deck? Like, just play. Just a different Nev. Esper one. Yeah. Or play Nev like all the way, right? Yeah, it's like a plan a stacks deck. Either do it or don't. Yeah. Don't go half assed. Nobody puts Trinisphere in their deck and just says, Yeah, it's just for fun. Yeah. I like the art. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody says that about Trinisphere, it's purple. <laughs> That's it. It's the purple thing. But okay. I think I think that you like this one. I think you do. Maybe you don't know that you do, but I think you do. Probably. Obeka Brute Chronologist. I, I do, even though it's got Kyla's hair. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got my wife's name, but your wife's hair. <laughs> it's like they're listening to us and trying to put at us odds to fucking stop Commander Cuckoo from happening. Oh, damn it, because now we have to fight over who's going to They're conspiring against us. They've they've moved past stealing our ideas to not giving us preview cards, despite being one of the biggest podcasts in the country we're from, <laughs> to s- combining our wives onto one card to try and make us fight to the death. What the fuck, wizards? What's going on, Watsy? What did we ever do to you? Well, well, yeah. Okay, fine. I get it. Target, I, I appreciate it. Target player whose turn it is can choose if they want to end the turn. That's that's Obeka's ability. You tap her. And it's a May. And it's a May. And well, it's a political thing at that point, right? She's a 3-4 ogre wizard for Grixis 1. Yeah, unless you put your final fortune on an Isochron Scepter and you just end the turn when the lose the game delayed trigger goes on the stack and you take infinite turns. Now we're talking. Yeah, we know last chance, final fortune, whatever it was, whatever the instant version of that from 7th edition or Portal or whatever, that card spiked because of this card, we get it. Yep. Um, but this does have some political kind of... Mm, yeah, fun stuff, right? And it lets you play some... We talked about it earlier. You can play things like Leveler and then instead of removing your whole deck from the game you play your turn and then at the end you play your leveler and then end the turn so that you don't have to remove your library from the game and you have a 10 10 you know what i like i like when people say at the end of your turn right if i'm player one player two says at the end of your turn and i just respond to their thing by going no i'm going to actually end my turn <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah, fun it's it's a cool thing it gives us access to cool colors it does like a grixis thing where it's doing turn stuff and it's but a, not by taking extra turns and it's like this is what when i think force of will in my mind this is what it is where somebody's just gonna wreck you and you're like absolutely not absolutely not you will not do that it's like at the, at the end of your turn or during your main phase i'm gonna cyclonic rift nah no, I'm going to counter that by as ending my turn. As long as it's on our turn. Yeah, I'm going to sack my psych- turn to stop you from doing that. If player three is psych rifting and it's player two's turn. Then it doesn't y- do And y- you tap Obeka, player two gets to choose, right? He probably would. He probably would to avoid a psych, psych rift, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, I like that. I like Obeka Brute Chronologist. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan Again, of that. Again, the, the political kind of opportunities are yeah. there, right? And that art is rad as hell yeah. also. How about Yurlock the Scorch Thrash? That just sounds like they just threw consonants yeah. at, okay, yeah. It's Jund, it's a 4-4, four, four. it's got Vidge, it's got one tap, each player adds Jund. What? Yep. But wait, it's got something very important in a player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. Yeah, mana burn. Now, there are probably people listening to the show, Ryan, that have never played Commander. 
or magic where mana burn exists. Yeah, they got rid of it in the M10 rules update. In 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 some people's world, they don't understand why Braid of Fire was printed. They don't yeah. understand how mana echoes could ever have been a terribly risky card to play. They don't even know. Yep. They yep. don't understand how difficult that is. So at the end of steps and phases, steps and phases, your mana pool empties. I think at the end of steps was a M10 rules update as well, because it used to just empty at the end of phases, beginning phase, combat, main phase, combat phase, main phase, end of turn, right? But now it's whenever you move to the next step that, that it empties. So you can do this at any time, and if people don't lose it or use it, they lose it. They and, lose it and life. And life, right? And this one, again, has a whole bunch of infinite combos built in where you untap them with Umbral Mantle and stuff and just continuously add mana to their mana pool because they'll eventually run out of ways to spend it. And we can have mana sinks or we use the mana to continuously propagate the combo. And when we finish, we either lose no life or we do it in such a way that we lose like 20 life or whatever and they lose 60 yeah right because we're using two of the three mana so yeah. that's a cool one i like this guy he's i think he's money too actually well he's, probably because he's a combo guy right he's a he's a one card yeah. he's a he's one half of a two card combo that is going to win games all the time yeah now we've got i, I want to talk about two more but or three more but with the caveat that we're going to be talking about some of the reprinted ones or all of the reprinted ones that are of note. And we're going to be talking about some of the ones that break the rules with the command zone in upcoming YouTube videos. So get onto YouTube, find Commander Cookout, like and subscribe to videos because that's where we're continuing the review. So we're not shooting out like two and three hour set reviews. Yes. Okay, so we've got Rayav Master Smith and Wyleth Soul of Steel. Those are both ones that matter when you equip and attack or do something. Yeah, we were talking about that guy that made rocks earlier. And the rock guy, because he's making equipment every time you play a land, you can equip, let's say, to Wyleth Soul of the Street. And whenever he attacks, you draw a card for each aura and equipment attached to him. Cool. So you're going to draw cards with your rocks. And if any of your equipment grant vigilance, you can attack, draw a bunch of cards, tap, throw a rock. Yeah, I like that. And that's, Ra the, that's my favorite part. Ryev Master Smith is whenever a creature you control that's enchanted or equipped attacks, it gains double strike. So that rock now has some value to it because it also has this creature has double strike. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, vigilance just becomes like twice as important because you can equip with a rock for one, deal double damage, and then tap and deal two more damage on top of that to whatever, a blocker before blockers, to a planeswalker, what have you, right? So those two are good. There's a couple other good ones. Again, we're going to touch on them in the YouTube video. Yeah. Soul of Steel was the pre-con, one of the pre-con generals. So that's where you're going to find him. I think he might also show up in collector packs alongside Assy Tyrant of Gyre Strait. That's a 5-5 version of Tatiova. That lets you play an extra land instead of gain a life. Yeah. What's better? This at 6, Tatiova at 5. This is May draw card. Tatiova is must draw card. This is an extra land at 6 mana, though. Tatiova is gain a life at 5 mana. I like I like Assy better because I like my landfall triggers, but and this is a five five, and you get to play more land, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that this is probably better. That's right. I'm a fan of these Assy will be myself. these will be foil in the pre cons, and I think in collector packs they'll be non foil for those people that like that, or if you want to get them altered by myself. Yes. Okay. 
Planeswalkers. We've got two of them. We're going to do them quick again because they both fall into another video that we are doing later this week or, or next week. We've got Tevishat, Doom of Fools, Black 4, Zat, Planeswalker, 4 loyalty, plus 2, create a 0-1 Black Thrall creature token so he protects himself. That's great. Plus one, you may sacrifice another creature or planeswalker. If you do, draw two cards, then draw another card if the sacrificed creature was a planes or a or a commander. Yes. So that is Lord Windgrace's land ability, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Except for sacrificing creatures. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. Now, neat. his minus 10, gain control of all commanders, put all commanders from the command zone onto the battlefield under your control. And there could be fucking lots of them if the partners are running around rampant. Truth. Now, here's the thing. Here's my take on this dude. I think number one is fine. Yeah. Down tick, pretty good. good. Yeah. The ultimate... Oh, it's not a down tick. They're both pluses. Makes okay. it better. Makes that better. Yeah. The, the minus 10, yeah, it's like, oh my God, this is so crazy. But you got to remember in a lot of decks and a lot of cases, like how often do you play... I'm just playing this commander because it's so fucking good. Usually you're playing it because it does something along with the rest of your deck. Yeah, and that makes it less good when it's a part of somebody else's deck. Yeah, like if you take my Norin. Yeah, how good is that? Why? why? Yeah. I'm going to get it back as soon as you do something yeah. else anyway. It is card advantage, you know? so like it, you are gaining. Yeah, you're getting stuff. But I feel like a lot of people look at those and say, oh, well, that's just going to win you the game immediately. It might not do anything. It might just give you a bunch of shitty blockers that you don't care about. Yeah, I don't think anything anybody's writing home about Tevish Zat. You can't doubling season him immediately, right, mm -hmm. because he goes from four to eight. You still need to uptick him for a turn, so he's still out for like three turns before you can ultimate him. Then he would die, yeah. right? And he's not going to necessarily win you the game on that because you're stealing between three and six creatures. And usually commanders aren't like the 8-8s and the 10-10s that are doing the attacking, right? Yeah, they're usually the enablers of those things. Yeah. And unless you have the, the color of mana to, to use it or you have a deck that's built around what you're getting, like you might end up with just a bunch of, a bunch of shit. Yeah. Just a bunch of blockers. Now, speaking of fucking enablers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give us a read of the next one. Jessica Thrice Reborn is a zero loyalty planeswalker for red 2. Enters the battlefield with a loyalty counter on it for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game. So one if you just cast her. Yes. Okay. Zero. Choose target creature until your next turn if that creature would deal combat damage. I hate that it's combat damage. To one of your opponents, it deals triple that damage, that player instead. Can't hate triple, though. Or minus X, Jessica Thrice Reborn deals X damage to each of up to three targets. Oh. Oh. So you pair her with the zero mana cobalt. Yeah, baby. You cast the zero mana cobalt. Yeah, baby. And then you go mountain. Mountain. You play Colossus Hammer. Shit, yeah. And then you go Jeweled Lotus, Jessica at one, zero. Then you go Magnetic Theft, attach Colossus Hammer, pound in for 30. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you if, can, if you were playing Hall of the Bandit Lord and Lotus Petal, you can give it haste. Oh, baby! I mean, you need one more red mana. You want one more red mana from somewhere? Who fucking cares? Do it turn two. You got a ritual. Pound. Yeah, you got a fucking pyretic ritual. Or there whatever. it is. Who cares? Pound in for thirty on turn two. Boom. Oh, dude. Shit. Yeah. Telling Je you. 
Jessica is really cool. I'm sure that eventually we're going to figure out a way to play that Cobalt like infinite times. Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, I guess you could just Cloudstone Curio and then Cheerios with your two Cobalts. Yeah. Right? And then you just play Jessica with a hundred loyalty, burn out the table. Minus X to each of up to three targets. And yeah. those targets are your opponents and they die. I will partner her. I finally found a partner for Tana. It's Jessica. Last card of the day is a partner for Tana? Last card of the day is the... I'm finally going to partner somebody with Tana just because that one will get me more saps. That one will. That one will turn two saps into six saps. Yeah. Or ten saps into 30 saps. Yeah, that Fuck is yeah. that is excellent. Yeah. So or I'm, just soak up damage because they don't want that to happen and then they go to her instead of your head. Oh, Which yeah. is red life gain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> life gain in mono red. I like it. So Jessica's cool. I'm excited about her. Uh, we'll talk more about why I like Jessica in one of our videos, which you may or may not watch after you're done listening to this. That's right. Last card of the day got there. Okay. Now, we've got a whole bunch more cards to review in the reprinted stuff of note. And we are going to be taking a look at the etched foil, but we figured that that was a YouTube was a better place to do that because we can show it off either once we've seen some pictures online, once we have them in our hands personally, then we can show them off on a YouTube video and that's a better spot for them. So tune into Commander Cookout on YouTube all of the rest of November, probably into December where we're doing more reviews, talk of Commander Legends after we have the product in our hands, open flippy.drinky and anything else that we can think of that's going to give all a CCO Nation, kind of a better idea of what the year of Commander kind of flagship set has given to us. So that's kind of my th final thought of the day. You got a final thought of the day on, on both the set proper and the legendary creatures. And don't forget, thank our sponsors. CCO Nation, don't forget. Black Friday's coming up. CCO Fusion 5, 5% 5 discount code at Fusion will work in addition to all of the the Black Friday deal. So go there, get some max value from your boys at uh, Commander Cookout. The website that you would visit to do that is FusionGamingOnline.com. They are our sponsor, and they're good people for helping us keep the lights on for all of you guys to help us bring this show into your ear holes and your eye holes and any other hole that you like to have the show in. Overall, I think that this is actually a way more fun set than I had initially thought looking through the spoilers. After talking to you guys and to Ryan and to myself like in the shower, I decided this set is a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. There's lots of really cool stuff here and there's lots of stuff that you're going to be able to build with and brew with. And maybe it doesn't blow up the format. Maybe it doesn't break anything. Maybe it's not monetarily valuable, but that's not what it's all about at the end of the day. It's about us building things, being creative and having fun as a community. And I think that this set does that in spades. And we're going to talk a lot about that on YouTube. And we're going to be back next week with a deck that's going to do exactly that on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>